Hi guys, welcome back to Conversations with Myself. My name is Julieta. I'm your host for today's podcast episode. I'm always the host. I don't know why I say today's episode. I'm always the host. We're back to Tuesday, 6 a.m. Sorry, it's been a bit of a mess um, as of late. But we're back. Regular scheduled programming, Tuesday, 6 a.m. You listen to it whenever you listen to it. Probably not Tuesday, 6 a.m. But yeah, we're back. We're refreshed. Culture shock has died down. Amazing. Um, I'm a bit better acclimated to (laughs) whatever's happening here. Although it's quite, it's been, it's been a weird couple of weeks. Does anyone else feel like weirdness in the universe at the moment? Because I'm, I don't know how I'm feeling. It's a bit mixed. There's days where I feel great and there's days where I feel like total shit. And, um, I feel like people are a bit off at the moment. That's what I'm feeling in general. I went out on Saturday. I went out. I mean, I went to a bar which turned into a semi-club. I don't even know how to define it. Like there were two guys DJing. They actually did a really good job. They had some cool records. Um, at a place called Stereo in Zurich. I loved it. The bar is really nice. It's very aesthetic. It's very me. It's um, wood paneling and it has a like the dance floor, if you want to call it dance floor. It's like a tiny little space with a DJ um, set up and the, in the back there's like all these shelves filled with vinyls. Love that. Gorgeous. Drinks were, well, we're not going to talk about it. That's it's nothing mind-blowing. Anyways, so I haven't been out in like a month. Um, and before that, I haven't been out in like years. <laughs> like the max that I do is usually go for a cocktail or something. And then I'm home at, I don't know, 11 midnight. Um we had a good time. It was very empty at first and then super packed and super hot after. Um, while I was waiting for my friends to get there, I was waiting outside of this bar situation. And it's right off of Langstrasse. And for those of you that know, you know. And for those of you that have no idea where I even live or what Langstrasse means, it's basically the red light district. Um, it's also where all the clubs are, it's where all the bars are, it's kind of where you go out at night in Zurich. And I was waiting, and listen, like, I've had this happen to me before in Paris. Um, I was wearing these, like, patent leggings, pants, whatever, basic Stan Smith's and um, black top, black blazer with a sweater over it, okay? So I was covered, like there was no part of my body except for my ankle and my hands and my face that was naked. I'm standing with my AirPods in because mm, there's some weird people around and this old guy, I would say he was like mid-50s, walks up to me, stands next to me and starts whispering like, hi, um, 
are you so-and-so like, <laughs> and I do like a sidestep. I don't even look up from my phone. And then he's like, oh, oh shit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I was like, did you just think I'm a fucking prostitute? Oh, and I was like, oh no, this is not a vibe. And then it happened again, <laughs> like two minutes later. And I was like, guys, guys, I like, what was I supposed to do differently to not get mistaken as a hooker? Like, is it the pants? Is it, is it, I don't know what it is because I, I'm not wearing crazy makeup. I'm not like looking, I'm basically like glued to my phone. Okay, anyways, so we went in, we had a good time. We left around like half past midnight because we were all kind of tired. Um, yeah, it was cute. It's not it for me. I don't know. Like there's a part of me that wants to go out and dance and like actually like <sighs> let loose. <laughs> but for some reason, wherever I go and I know Zurich is small, there's always people that I know. So I was in this bar and there were a couple of people that I I don't know them, know them, like we've never even spoken well, with one of them I have. But um there's people that I recognize and that I know based from Instagram. Like we follow each other or we've like seen each other in public or whatever. And I was like, no, <laughs> can't I just be here by myself and like no one look at me and I'm here with my friends and having a good time. I don't know. It's just me and my insecurities speaking. Anyways, it was fun. It, um... But yeah, there's like a part of me that wants to go dancing, like proper clubbing. And there's part of me that's like, uh, I don't know. But why do we feel this way? I mean, it's like, I remember when I was in my early 20s and we looked around and if we saw old people, we're like, what are they doing at this club? But I'm not old. I'm 30. Actually, this is the best time to go out, right? the end of your 20s, early 30s, before you have kids, like, just go out, have fun, like, you don't stay out super late, so your Sunday isn't ruined, yes, if you drink too much, the hangover is pretty brutal, and when you turn 30, it takes longer to recover from anything, it's super annoying, <laughs> let me tell you, um, so enjoy it, if you're in your 20s still, like, I don't know what happens, but the year I turned 30, as in, like, this year, everything got a bit more of a, became a struggle, like to, if you go to bed at 3 a.m., the next morning is like, oh, <laughs> so yeah, that's my two cents on that, but yeah, I mean, why don't we go out, you know, like 30 isn't old, we have fun, we probably have closer friendships and better friendships now than we do when we're in our early 20s, we're a bit smarter with everything, like we're not as reckless and we don't get ourselves into precarious situations anymore. So this is actually the time to like enjoy it, no? I don't know, I'll report back. I'm supposed to go see a friend play on, on Friday. So I'll let you know if I end up doing that and actually like going out and in air quotes partying. 
Um, today we're going to talk about dating <laughs> because why not? It's one of my favorite topics to talk about. I hate dating myself, but I love to talk about it. Yeah, I don't know. This could be beneficial for myself, for you, for your friends. Share the episode. Dating in today's age is very superficial and mechanical. I think those would be the two words that I would use to describe it. The majority of people that are single that want to date do it through dating apps because it's easy. The word here is convenience, right? We want to make our lives easier, which I totally get. I do the same. Like if I can be more efficient and cut certain steps out of the work process, why not? You know, why waste my time and doing five steps when I can do, achieve the same result within three steps, you know? And the same kind of comes with dating. So, yes, you could not have dating apps. And probably it's a shit ton healthier if you don't have them and if you don't use them and if you don't even know what the crap that's on there is even about. Okay, so say you choose not to do this. Okay. How do you meet people? So if you work at a company with like tons of people maybe you meet someone there maybe you meet someone at a work event like a friend of a friend or yeah or just a, like a friend of a friend you know your friend has a boyfriend or a girlfriend and she or he has friends and you're at a party together blah blah, blah. or you go out and you're in a bar and you see someone cute and you make a move okay so you have options they all require courage. They all require going out and making an effort, right? Going out, leaving the house. You have to go to a bar. You have to go to the party. You have to go to an event. You have to go out and socialize with people. We as a generation don't want to do this anymore. Our attention span is like five seconds and we don't really want to leave the house anymore for anything unless like we have concrete plans. So you have dinner with your friends or you want to go to see a movie or I don't know what. That's when you leave the house. You don't just say like, oh, hey, I'm going to go out tonight and have a beer somewhere. Or I mean, maybe you text with your friends like, but then you're going out with your friends. It's unlikely that that friend is going to bring someone, etc. Convenience. Dating apps are convenient. They're on your phone. You have your phone on you all the time. You can choose to reply. You can choose not to reply. You can choose to engage. You can choose not to engage. And then should you get an offer or make an offer of let's go for a date, you do it. You see how you feel. Convenience. <laughs> it's basically at your footstep, right? Like you open the door, the date's basically there. There's pros and cons with dating apps, I think. It makes it easier to approach people because you're not really approaching them, right? Like you don't get as hurt or if you get served a rejection on a dating app, like if someone just doesn't respond to you or um, 
if someone doesn't match you rather than when you make the move in person and like go up to someone and start speaking to them and then you say hey should we exchange phone numbers hey i'd like to go on a date with you blah 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 i don't know if you get served a rejection with the person <laughs> opposite you in real life it's tougher right it's like fuck like i made this effort and like i did all these steps to get here and now this person's saying no yeah on the dating app you have to download it you have to create a profile however shitty it is you swipe a bit you speak a bit eh. there are several different dating apps and they all kind of serve their own purpose so you have tinder you have bumble you have hinge you have raya those are kind of like the four four biggest apps at the moment i think let me know if i'm missing any I've been on all of them. Tinder, it used to not be what it is today. Today, it's really known for like hookups, right? Like you go there if you are desperate to have sex, basically, and you don't want to pay for it. Oh my God, this sounds so awful, but it's so true. It's just, oh yeah. Men can speak to women, women can speak to men. There's no like who texts first. Then there's Bumble, which is women make the first move, right? So you, it's the same setup. You have a profile, you swipe, you match, and then the woman has to text the guy first. And then the guy can choose to respond or not respond. So yeah, there's that. Then we have Hinge. Hinge is I love the user experience and the user interface of Hinge. It's really well built because you have to answer like three questions that you can pick yourself to answer for your profile. They're fun. It makes it fun. It makes creating your profile fun. You can add like a voice note in there, like an audio message. You can add videos. Like it's it's a, it's way more wholesome. And then there's Raya. Raya is basically, it's being sold as the celebrity dating app. Like when you're on there, you're going to get served celebrities. Okay. Tinder, I used it. I remember when it first came out in like 2012, I think, right? Or maybe it was around before. But I used it in 2012 in the States and I used it in Paris. And it was like a little bit more, there was more substance on it. Like it wasn't so disgusting. There was a period where it became really seedy and really gross um, a few years ago, um, where the reputation just, yeah, it got really bad reputation after a while because people were just on there to basically hook up. And I... Th I don't know if it's still like this or if it got a bit better or if it got worse. I really don't know. Um, but it's kind of the easiest one. And it was the one, the first one out of those that I listed um, that came onto the market. Then you have Bumble. Bumble improved a lot. I remember when they first came about and it was a bit like lame. <sighs> And then they improved, like the interface is better, like the people that are on there are very cute, I have to say, like the offering is very good, love it. Um, Hinge, 
as I said, I love the user interface. I love the user experience. It's really nice. Again, like men can write women, women can write men. There's no restriction. What I noticed the last time I was on Hinge, or actually both times I was on Hinge, um, the offering is a bit eh. <laughs> I know this sounds so superficial, but it's it's true. The cute guys weren't on Hinge. I don't know if that's different. I don't know if it depends on the country. Like I follow this one girl on TikTok that talks about her hinge dates all the time. She's based in the States and her dates are actually quite cute. Um, and she says it has to do with like the algorithm and how much effort you put into your profile and blah, blah, blah. And then there's Raya. <laughs> okay, so here's my story with Raya. I tried Raya a couple months ago for fun because I was single. Raya came about like a few years ago. I've always been tempted to use it if I were single. Obviously not while I'm in a relationship. I'm not going on any fucking dating apps. Um, and I was like, okay, let's give it a shot. So you have to basically apply with your Instagram profile, which I hate, but you know, we're doing it for an experiment kind of purpose. So you sign up, you attach your Instagram, and then they tell you like, you need a referral. If you don't have a referral, it may or may not take longer. For me, it took 48 hours, and then they accepted me. Some people have like years. I remember I was watching or listening to the podcast of um, Bill and Tom Kaulitz, Kaulitz Hills from Tokyo Hotel. And Bill Kaulitz signed up for Raya and it took like two years until they accepted him. <laughs> for me, it just took 48 hours and I'm not the celebrity of the two of us. It's so superficial. It's awful. Oh my God, it's bad. There's some cute guys on there for sure. And yeah, I had um, a few celebrities on there. But the problem is, first of all, the majority of the guys, I can't speak for girls, but for the guys that are on there are all like business bros. Ugh. Like <laughs> the ick factor to a thousand. They're all there and like, Oh, I don't, I'm not even gonna describe the profiles. It's so bad. There is nothing interesting about it. It's really like icky. And then the other 10%, you have a couple of celebrities, yes, but it's nothing like amazing. Also, they're all over the world. So my friend keeps getting Diplo. <laughs> um who's based in LA right he's based in California and she's based here so how is that supposed to work the people that I had um were Mats Hummels who's a soccer player or football player in Germany he's super hot but like it's a no um I had a Game of Thrones actor and I had some models. I had a couple of um, um, people in music, 
but that's it like it, it wasn't a lot it, it's not like what they're selling you you know like oh my god all the hot people and all the celebrities are on that no the majority are really just business bros um there's some cool people they have like there's photographers no 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 people in film and music and just creatives there's creatives but they're also selling themselves like crazy you pay first of all you pay for this it's not free you swipe just like with every other app and then if you get a match you can write them they can write you there's no restriction but for some reason like i don't know i was really unsuccessful i swiped for sure i um matched a few people but either yeah i don't know there was nothing that came about and for me it's really like it's instagram but in dating version because you're you're selling yourself as something and you're trying to show how cool you are and that's just not my vibe like i want to see in person and like understand if you're if we align or if we don't align i don't really care what you do it's cool if you work in film it's cool if you work in music it's cool if you're creative in general if you're a photographer god knows what but it's not like i need that all i care about is that you enjoy your job and that you are doing something with your life and have a goal and a purpose that's it so yeah, I canceled it after a month because I was like, no, this is not, <laughs> this is not a vibe for me. Now, the profiles on these dating apps. I used to, when I had um, dating apps years ago, uh, before I met my ex, um, I put a little effort into it. Like I had a little bio and I put some cute pictures on there. I mean, I, I now that I've used them, I still put cute pictures on them, but I make no effort, zero. Because I'm not interested in long-term situations right now. I'm saying this, I may change my mind tomorrow. For me right now, I, I don't know where I'm standing, right? I kind of take it as it comes. This idea of like, you have to be looking for something, I find really wrong. I think if you're really desperate and looking for something, it's not going to happen. If you're more relaxed about it, then you just see how you feel. You know, if the guy is coming at me with like, I only want something casual, I can see how I feel about it. I can go on a date and see, mm, do I want this? Does this match? I don't know. Who knows? And then decide. But if I'm already like, I want a long-term relationship, uh, I don't know. I don't know. So, but yeah, I used to put more of an effort into it. Now I'm like it doesn't really matter. I mean, if I was really set on dating and if I wanted to, I could make an effort. But yeah, so I didn't really have a bio. I had like a couple of sentences in there as to explain who I am in a very short form. 
but I didn't go overboard. I also didn't say what I'm looking for. I certain explanations I didn't even put in. The, like you can have all these like, do you drink? Do you smoke? Do you want kids? Religion? Blah, 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 blah. The thing that I care about is that you're liberal in terms of how you look at the world, that you're not like a right-wing nut job. And I tend to go or I, I'm more prone to going with non-smokers because I don't enjoy smoke. A, I don't smoke. B, it's kind of gross to kiss someone that smokes. But these dating profiles, I find it very fascinating how people choose their pictures, Right. I'm someone that's very aesthetic based on my work and my lifestyle and everything. So obviously, and also I know how to sell myself on this, in these platforms, like you put your best pictures on there. The, you put pictures that people have taken of you, try not to put like a selfie. I don't know, I'm not a fan. You put like a close-up of your face and then you put like a whole body picture that you can have get an overall point of view of who this person is and what they look like some guys have awful pictures like really awful pictures and I'm like first of all who took them second of all what made you think that this would sell you well to the rest of the women <laughs> like I'm really sorry like the facial expression is like super stern and like very arrogant. Then with their suits, like thinking they're like the bosses of the world or showing off their watch like it's a watch commercial. Um, the worst is when they have other people in the photos, like whether it's friends, it's like, well, I'm this one. I'm like, well, then why did you choose a picture with your friends in it if you have to explain which one that you are? Just use a picture where it's only you smart one also when they have girls in their photos that's it's a no it's a no guys what are you doing first of all it doesn't matter if it's your sister your mom your friend your ex-girlfriend don't because the first thing that the girl thinks when they look at your profile is like oh who's that girl yeah, that girl is a threat to the one that's trying to match you, right? She doesn't know who this person is. Like, it could be your sister. It could also be your ex-girlfriend. It could be your current girlfriend. Who knows? When you hold a pet, I'm also like, do we need to do this? Or a child? And then, oh, the child's not mine. Then why the fuck did you choose a photo where you're holding a child? Was this necessary? No. I have no idea how women's profiles look. I only know mine, right? And I don't even know what my friends' profiles look like. But um, <laughs> from what I hear, women are much better in choosing pictures. Well, they are in terms of being able to sell themselves. They just go straight to the point. Apparently, half of these profiles, the women are like half naked, which I don't understand. I'm like, girl, you have way more to offer. Like, come on, put some clothes on. Put a normal picture on there. You don't need to be in your underwear. You're bikini or like naked. Yeah. So dating profiles. Then biographies. Mamma mia. The shit that I see. <laughs> First of all, what is this obsession with height? Men, the majority of men always write like 180 up. 
178 up. Like things like that where I'm like, who cares how tall you are? But apparently it matters to women. And then they write things like, I'm either, I'm only looking for something casual or I'm not looking for any one night stands, but I want something casual. I don't want a relationship. Um, then they write like, I'm really looking for a relationship. I don't want anything else. If this turns you off, please don't swipe right. Then what else have I read? Um, the, oh my God, like a whole bunch of random stuff. Like, um, I'm very direct. If you can't handle it, then it's a no. I'm looking for someone that's very sporty and attractive. I'm like, wow, we're writing this in our bio amazing like we're we're really not beating around the bush like you need to be able to laugh about yourself you need to be able to do this you need to be able to do that you need to be skinny you need to be like not tall but not short you need to be um fun and outgoing but not too outgoing I'm like what are we doing what is this like okay I never like never in my life in the history of having dating apps, did I ever think about writing a bio like, I'm looking for a fucking Prince Charming that has opinions, but you know, is mellow about them, will always take care of me, um, takes me, wines and dines me, um, is tall, is super muscular, like super fit. What the fuck? I would never. I mean, is that how superficial that we are in our generation apparently so yeah dating profiles are fun um to look at if you're not actively dating it's even more fun because then you don't have to involve yourself with this i find it it feels like shopping right online dating feels like shopping because you get a profile you only see the physical aspect and you make an, infor an informed, you can't make an informed decision. You make a spontaneous decision. Yes or no. And you keep going. And, you know, they show you profiles to understand, like, what you're into. And then they can tailor it. Um, and you're just swiping. You, th It's rare that you're going through all the pictures and the whole profile and everything, right? You're basing it off of the first picture. We're shopping. Like, oh, he's cute. Yes. Ugh, no, he's ugly. No, he's not my vibe. No, he looks like a dork. You know, all these like... It's shopping. There's nothing emotional. There's nothing... It's really just down to physics. Yes, physics matter. Of course physics matter, you know. I. It matters to me too. As much as character matters to me more your personality matters to me more but if I had to choose between two guys where you both had the same exact character and one looked more handsome to me and what I like and the other one less I'm going with the one that's physically more attractive and that's okay. It's okay to admit it's nothing, there's nothing wrong with it. But we have become very obsessed with physical attractiveness. We're not really looking at character anymore. We're really going with like, is he hot? 
Is she hot? How sad. <laughs> and that's why I'm saying online dating is giving like a shopping effect because you're just basing it off of nothing, right? You don't know who this person is. You don't know what they're like in real life. You don't know what their voice sounds like. Voice for me is a huge thing. You don't know how they move. You don't know how they behave. Um, you don't know anything. You're really going from like pictures that they have chosen to put on there so maybe or maybe not they look like this or these pictures are from like years ago. I've had this happen as well where a guy used pictures from like years ago and I'm like, you look nothing like this. So yeah, dif difficult. And it also takes away the human aspect of everything, right? Online dating is very mechanical. Um, there's not a lot of emotion involved. I mean, unless you start texting and you're texting for a while and you build up this like fake world that you're both in before you see each other on a date. Okay. But in general, there's no feeling. The only feeling is, is he hot? Is she hot? Right? Like that's the, that's the vibe that we're giving there is no, the human aspect goes completely amiss. When you see someone in a bar and you find them attractive, you're already getting the movement, right? The way that this person moves, the way that this person is sitting, the way that this person is drinking, the way that this person is eating, the way that this person is looking at you, the way that they're speaking with you, the voice the way they move their hands when they talk, you get like a proper first impression. When you're online dating, it's 2D. <laughs> and yeah, you can text back and forth and you can see the texting style kind of matches. But then again, we're all, we all have a texting style. I love writing in general. I'm, I would say I'm a really good texter. I text a lot. I prefer it over phone calls. And I communicate well through text. At least I believe so. I can express myself better because I have time, right? When I'm speaking with someone, I'm speaking. I don't have time to think about something and then come back 30 minutes later and be like, this is what I mean. Through text, I can take my time and I can like put my best answer forward. So it's kind of manipulative, right? Because in the spur of the moment, you may or may not react differently. In the spur of the moment, if you catch me, I'm a very hot-headed person. So if you piss me off, I will tell you immediately like, what the fuck? <laughs> when you piss me off through text, I can take time and like reflect and understand what's going on. When you do it with me there, I don't really reflect in the moment and think, oh, maybe I made a mistake. No, no, I will, <laughs> I will like project onto you. So it's, it's, it's also kind of fake if we think about it. Like this idea of we're texting with someone in the meeting, which is why I make it a rule like when I am on dating apps that we meet within like the first few days of matching 
the longer you text, the more you build up some kind of like fake reality, um, almost kind of a fantasy, I would say, of how this per- you're building this person in your head without knowing who they are. So you're building your dream man, your dream woman, right? Based off of text messages, maybe voice notes and some pictures. But you don't know how they are. Maybe they're a total bitch in real life. Maybe they're a total asshole in real life. Maybe they don't give you the time of day in real life. But you're building up this like fantasy person And then should this date happen or not, and depending on how the date goes, and you may or may not be disappointed, of course, because you built up this fake person that they're never going to live up to because the reality is very different. There's so much expectation with dating apps. I know women that are on there that really want a relationship. I know men that use them, they really want a relationship. In general, like right now but that's based off of my friend circle they're more targeted towards long term none of my friends are saying oh i just want to have fun and hook up and that's fair because we're in an age group where we are looking for more of a long-term situation and stop wasting our time on these stupid situationships or whatnot um, because we're in our 30s, we're not in our early 20s, where nothing matters. And especially if you want to have a family one day. But the expectations are quite enormous. I know from men, they expect the woman to be a certain way. That's the kind of vibe that I'm getting fun, outgoing, but not too outgoing, but communicative and. They basically need to be like the ideal woman for them. Women that are looking for men do the same thing, right? They kind of have a checklist of what this person needs to achieve or have achieved or or have in general. I used to be like that. I used to have, but for me, it was more of personality traits that were important to me. Like I wanted someone, I still do that's loyal. I want someone that's respectful. I want someone that um, can take care of himself. That's kind of a bit more organized and and just with life. That's not kind of a dream world. Um, And yeah, someone attractive for sure. But I don't have the checklist of six pack, blue eyes, blonde hair, 188, um lawyer or super wealthy um will take me on trips all the time will buy me whatever i want in any store anytime gives me gifts and gives me this and gives me that no <laughs> but there are women that have this like he needs a car needs to own his own home he needs to be a certain age he needs to have a job he needs to have a certain level of income well, i'm like what are we doing what are we doing? Why can't we just experience people anymore? I find that fascinating. And with the expectation comes finding the one. 
I I used to be the girl that was like, I want to find the one. Let me tell you, it didn't work out. <laughs> I did. I thought for a, for a while, I thought I found the one. Until the one turned out not to be the one, which is fine. And sometimes, you know, you find the one, the, the, you find the one and they are the one. But this idea of the one, it puts so much pressure on the other person. Because now they are responsible to fulfill every single need, desire, wish that you have. And if they don't, they immediately get ousted because then they can't be the one, right? If something isn't working, they're not the one. If something isn't perfect, they're not the one. If you're having an argument, you can't be the one because the one would never argue with me. And this goes for both women and men. We're less likely to compromise we're less likely to work on something because it's exhausting, because it requires commitment, because it requires time and effort. We want it to be easy. We want it to be convenient, just like a dating app. Huh, we're shopping, right? For shopping, we're bound to find the perfect match eventually, right? When you go shopping for a bag, you shop long enough, you find your perfect match. So why isn't it as simple as that on a dating app? Because it's not. You'll never find the perfect person. I had this conversation with um, a previous boyfriend um, <clears throat> who, who said, I don't know if you're the perfect match for me. And while I understand the thinking of this, at the same time, I'm like, you're never going to meet the perfect person. You're going to meet the person that's most aligned to you based off of your needs and desires and wishes. But you're never, ever going to meet the perfect person because no person is perfect, right? It's like you then have to live in an Instagram world where everyone pretends that they have the perfect life. I pretend I have the perfect life. Or I, how should I explain this? Um, when we post on Instagram, we choose what to put on there, right? We're manipulating. Everything that goes on to social media is chosen by us. There was a thought process, it's edited, there's a caption. It's posted at the right time, on the right day. It's perfect. Yes, because we manipulated it to be perfect. Real life, <laughs> you can't manipulate. Your cat might get killed by a bus tomorrow. In your perfect reality, that wouldn't happen. Maybe you're going to get splashed by a puddle because... A car drove through the puddle. In your perfect world, that wouldn't happen. But this isn't perfect world. This is real life. And just as much as we want to be perfect, and we don't want to have flaws, even though I think flaws make us more beautiful, 
we can't. This idea of the perfect match, which is why all these dating shows are absolute bullshit because there is no such thing. The only thing that can happen is that you find someone and you're in love with them and you you love them for their personality and the character that they have and the way they make you feel and they're supporting you and they're they're giving you what no one else has been able to give you like they're they're there for you they speak to you in a way that works for you and yes sure they look attractive i mean duh but that person is flawed you're eventually going to have an argument, no matter how in love with them that you are. And that's okay. And that's normal. Having a fight is normal. Having a fight so bad where you're thinking, am I meant to be with this? Like, does this work? Is this person what I want? Yes, it's normal. Of course, you're going to question stuff. We're human, right? But the problem is that when these fights happen nowadays, we're so quick to be like, oh God, no, we're fighting. It can't be, it can't be perfect. Like this, this, we can't be together. We're fighting. (laughs) Yeah, but no. Because we're so obsessed with this idea of perfectionism, we're also, or that's what I'm seeing, I personally don't think I've done this before. Um, when I'm in a relationship, I'm very committed to the relationship that I'm in. I'm not looking outside of my relationship for something better. But a lot of people have done this or do this, actually. Um, my second boyfriend has done this to me while we were together, like physically together, like sitting in the same location. His eyes wander And every woman that passed us, he was analyzing her and giving her this the body scan where I'm like, I'm sitting right here. If you don't want to sit across from me, don't be here. Don't be with me. There's no point. But this idea of constantly like looking for something better, oh, maybe that person is more matched for me, like it's a better match for me. Maybe this person is going to give me everything that I want. Unlike her, she's only giving me 98%. I find that so disgusting. Honestly, I find that really disgusting. And it also feeds into this idea of like, humans aren't meant to be monogamous. We need to find the perfect match. If, if it's too hard, it's not meant to be. This doesn't work yes if the relationship is very hard if one of you is constantly trying to fix something if one of you is constantly upset and sad and lonely and and broken yes something needs to change and probably that relationship is not meant to be But if it's based off of just having an argument and 80% of the time you have the best time and you do stuff together and you're aligned and you have great conversation and um, you're going on holidays together and you're making memories together, no, 
But of course, if you're crying every day and you're in pain every day and the other person is making you feel like shit, <laughs> yeah, no, this this is not meant to be. And you can leave with certainty. There's also a saying, and I had a conversation with a friend of mine the other day about this, because I also consider it to be bullshit. Just like what I was talking about now. Right person, wrong time. There is no such thing as wrong time. I'm going to say it again. Listen carefully. There is no such thing as wrong time. <sighs> Why? Why? Because the right person, no matter when they enter your life, maybe they've already entered your life. Maybe it's one of your friends. Maybe you meet them tomorrow. Maybe you meet them in six months. Maybe you meet them in a year. The right person is the right person. If, if you meet someone and something's off and something isn't working and you guys break up and you say, it was the right person just the wrong time. No, that's an excuse for you to feel better. It's an excuse for you to feel better. The right person wouldn't manipulate you. The right person wouldn't tell you awful things. The right person wouldn't bully you. The right person wouldn't hurt you on purpose. The right person wouldn't even hurt you. I mean, obviously, there can be conversations where you both feel hurt by what the other person said, but then, you know, if it's the right person, that person will apologize to you and say, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it that way. It came out wrong. It was in the heat of the moment. I'm sorry. The right person wouldn't walk away from you. The right person wouldn't make you feel like shit all the time. The right person would take initiative. I can keep going until you get what I mean. This idea of right person, wrong time doesn't exist. Do we all have our baggage? Yes. She does, he does, you do. Which needs to be worked on on a constant basis. It's not... I have some stuff that I need to go through and we need to break up because I need to work through it and then we can come back together. Uh-uh. No. If you have baggage, if you have problems, if you have issues, yes, you need to work on them, but you can do it while you're in a relationship. You can do it together. You can do it alone together. And you can work and support each other through this together a person doesn't need to move out to get space <laughs> mm -hmm. a person doesn't need to break up to work on themselves and then come back that means they're not the right person for you and that's okay we say right person wrong time so we feel better right Like I said previously, you 
it gives you that last string of attachment to that person. So if you got broken up with, you can say right person, wrong time, because it's still like, it's that last super thin strand attached to them and you're holding it for dear life because you're not ready to let go. If you broke up with them, it also gives you that string that should you feel lonely, you can pull on the string and they will or likely come back to you depending on the time period that has passed, right? It's an... It's that thing that we're holding on to so we're not alone or that we don't feel alone, that we don't feel confronted with our shit. I had this, right? When um, the previous relationship ended, I couldn't let go. I had a really hard time to let go, even though I really should have a long, long time ago. But I was like, okay, um, I really believe you're the one <laughs> and I'm going to work on myself and we can reconvene in a few months time and see where we're at in our lives. It was my way of saying like, I don't have to let go yet, right? I still have that, that string in my hand and I can pull it if I need to that string became thinner and thinner and thinner and eventually dissolved. And I no longer believe that the last person was the right person or the one. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's that tiny bit of hope. It's that tiny bit of security that should things not work out, you can go back. <laughs> but there is no such thing as wrong time. Look, even if you break up, right? And three months later, you meet someone that just wows you off your feet. First of all, don't go in thinking like, oh, maybe this is the one. No, calm down. Second of all, it doesn't matter. It's not great because you're probably not over the previous relationship and you have some work to do. But fuck it, like go with it, see where it takes you, right? Maybe it goes somewhere, maybe it doesn't. But this like, all these things, these myths of humans are monogamous, right person, wrong time, it wasn't, it's, it's me, it's not you. If you have any questions, let me know. You can write to me at conversationsexmyself at gmail.com. You can hop into my DMs. You can share anything with me. Um, if you're going through something and you need some advice or help or whatever, I'm happy to help you. Um, yeah, otherwise we'll hear each other next Tuesday, as always. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for hanging out with me. Take it easy. Breathe. I'm doing the same. We don't have to rush anything. Yeah, maybe now you're more aware. We're less naive, right? You're more aware of what's going on, of what you need in a relationship, of what you require of your partner, um, of how you want to feel in a relationship, 
of something that you would change for yourself in a relationship like what are you less likely to give time towards what are you more likely to give time towards what did you do wrong in the previous relationship that you could improve in the next one just stuff to think about take everything with a grain of salt that i said <laughs> by the way i'm not an expert i'm just giving you my perspective and tips and opinions and whatnot of what i see and what i've felt and where i've been so yeah love you all see you in a week bye